bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Weird Things Podcast, our last one here for 2020. I'm Bryce Castillo, joined as always with Brian Brushwood. Hello! And Justin Robert Young. Hello! And Jermaine is dealing with a uh, household emergency today, so uh, he, uh, we'll see him in 2020. We can talk about it. The house transformed into a giant robot, and he, only through his spellcraft and his shark invisibility suit, is able to stop it. And the, the talking cat gave him a magical gun so that other people could use his Yes, I'll, but that's in a different timeline. That's right. Uh, this is the uh, the podcast all about the news of the weird. We've got a couple of good stories here. Uh, and join us for what will, I'm sure, be a fiery after things. Uh, yeah. Later oh, boy. Week. Yeah. When, no. Uh, definitely not kidding on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I got a few stories for you. First off, you might have seen this in the news. You remember we talked on this show, gosh, uh, maybe a month or so ago about uh, the new discovery in Pompeii that they had found that some brain tissue had been just in the right the the right situation right circumstances to be crystallized in the uh, in the eruption of the pomp oh Vesuvius. yeah 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 uh, well there's a new uh, a new discovery out of of Pompeii uh, you, you you might have seen this they have found what do you think that they've uh, it, if do you guys know this already? I mean no, no uh, I do not but okay. if we live in a very good episode of Black Mirror. They discovered that those brains were in the mouth of another Pompeian. <laughs> not, not quite. They have found this preserved uh, thermopolium. Uh, this is a, a a food counter. This is a this was a food vendor. Our, it's a Chinese buffet. Yeah, kind of. It looks like a like it's a, a subway. Super salad. It's a subway. <laughs> it's it's a, it's it's uh it's it's, it's a Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> it's a counter with preserved uh preserved paintings of what what they believe uh, to have been the food at the time. They found trays in that you see they've got little holes there, kind of like serving trays, like you would have found at a like you find at a subway or something. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, oh, on, yeah, hold on, hold on, go back, go back a couple of min- uh, uh, seconds in that video. And, and by the way, audio saw... listeners, like you are not prepared for just how. Whoa, whoa, right there, right there. Ooh, that's a dog. So we see, yeah, we see. <laughs> go back a little bit. Like, so all of these things, if you look back and it's like, okay, these are all analogs Ducks, to the food chickens. that it would be Ugh, yeah, that dog. And it's a dog on a leash. It's not even a wild <laughs> dog. It's like, no, we kill domesticated dogs and serve them to you here. Also, that this painting is so bright, it's very hard for me to. I mean, I assume that this is not a giant fraud, but but also, I, I thought this was a huge fraud. Also, I thought this was, this, but this is Reuters reporting this. Um. Okay. Uh. I, 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 we do know that in history. They pretty much did everything we're doing now. As a matter of fact, there was a, a scene in Gladiator where he pauses to do a commercial announcement for a certain brand of olive oil or whatever. Uh, it was later cut because test audiences found that so unbelievable 
they couldn't accept it. Meanwhile, it was literally based on history. Really? Like, like oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. Wow. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Gl- gl- gladiators had endorsement deals and wow. made extra side money off of them. Now I'm imagining little bronze patches put into their into their chest pieces of like. Yeah. You know. Oh no no no! Uh, uh, probably not at all an exaggeration. Wow. Wow. So, uh, uh, well, I, I guess that 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 tracks with this. So there are little holes in this in this counter. Uh, where food was 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 would have been served and stored, and get this, excavators also found uh, uh, remains of food. They actually found food. Are we this. about to get the first? And Yelp apparently, one sign Pompeii. of a. <laughs> yeah. We we also one piece of evidence that the owner's dog was there. <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, 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 traces of pork, fish, snails, and beef had been found in the containers, uh, which was called a testimony to the great variety of animal products used to prepare dishes. Uh, I mean, now I just want to see like a contemporary romantic comedy starring Vince Vaughn, where they serve themselves dishes from this exact buffet. I I, I don't know. Wait. Pompeii would actually make a great rom-com. Somebody has a bunch of like issues, relationship stuff. He's trying to get his act together, mm-hmm. finally has an yeah. epiphany, and then it doesn't matter because the world ends <laughs> like at that moment. I feel like me and you need to discuss what great rom-com means. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Great Roman Empire. Calm down. It's only an explosion <laughs> of a volcano. Exactly. Yeah. No, if rom-com stands for Roman completed story, then yes, that would certainly <laughs> have an ending. Nailed it. Uh, but normally when Harry Met Sally doesn't end with both of them falling victim to a geological disaster raining no, death but, but, upon but, but, them. But in the spirit of like uh, 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 Shaun of the Dead or something, you could set it as the backdrop of like, like the world's going to end. Nobody knows sure. it. This is somebody getting their, you know, a small town romantic, romantic stuff in order. He wants to go romantic to the comedy she... Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> well, it is. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that ironically? Are, are we about is, to have no, a fist fight? It's not. Okay. It's a horror movie that no, has a, a romantic element. It is a romantic uh, comedy. Set it's a horror with a comedy with nope. a romantic interest. Nope it is a it is a romantic comedy set with the backdrop of a horror movie. And, and, no, and it's not. I'm not, not going to move on. It's a romantic comedy. What are you talking about? What elements of it make it a romantic comedy? The opening scene, all of the middle scenes, and the final scene. When he does the opening. The opening scene I, where he and his girlfriend are talking through their relationship, all of up. the interstitials in which he balances his friendship, his, his uh, uh, fraternity bro demeanor, uh, his other entanglements, the resolution of their relationship, and the fact that uh, he ends up friends with his best friend who's now a zombie and they still play Xbox together, but he's learned and grown emotionally uh, uh, as he continues his relationship. You're explaining a romantic forward. arc. That uh, is, and also you're saying that that because of the existence of a romantic arc that we're going to totally ignore the rest of the movie which is very obviously a horror comedy okay so is titanic a historical documentary that happens to have romantic overtones or is it a romance story set with the backdrop of the titanic disaster that, it's that, a survival epic that has a romantic 
arc to it. It's Oof. part of a, a survival oh, effort. Okay, okay, that, okay, okay. This okay. is the last it's time you and I have date night. Oh, wait, are you at, saying the that theater. Titanic is a rom-com? Uh, no, it's a romantic story with the backdrop of the Titanic sinking. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's but a survival Shaun of the Dead epic. is not that. It is a romantic comedy with a uh, with a horror pastiche as the background. The horror and the comedy are not one and two. What's your favorite romantic comedy? What would a traditionally understood romantic comedy? Uh, isn't it romantic with Rebel Wilson? She's great. But okay. Oh, but that's a parody. That's oh, I got parody you. Oh, busted. Of, you you straight up got it's busted. A you didn't expect me to have an answer, comedies. did you? No, I'm just curious. I'm trying to in, in, investigate where you're coming from on this. Uh, I. Uh, all so you my... like so 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 you like meta meta stuff, and that's Correct. that's what leads you to mischaracterize <laughs> <laughs> because you want to prove that you are smarter than everybody, and <laughs> and the only, and the way to do that is to say, oh no, this clear, this is definitely not what it's what it obviously is. It is this thing that I am bringing to it. Uh, if you are accusing me uh, of somebody who deeply believes that the thing a piece of art, especially cinematic movies, really is, oftentimes is beneath the surface while it claims to be something else, then yes, Your Honor, I will plead guilty to that. I believe that all <laughs> great things in cinema secret uh, pretend to be one thing while are actually something else. And what, what, what Shaun of the Dead is, is actually a romantic comedy, and what Titanic is, is actually a love story, and what but that is Pompeii that is the surface the reading of Titanic. Titanic doesn't present itself as anything other than Award epic winner. romance. Why are we doing Structurally, structurally, it's structurally, it's a survival epic. Structurally, uh, Shard of the Dead is a survival epic too, or, or a, 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 an action adventure, a, a survival action adventure, uh, uh, like chase movie where they're trying to keep ahead of things. Yeah, and I guess I guess also, uh, you know what? Like, I'm going to drop my 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 guard right now, and and I'll yeah. speak sincerely. Uh, for example, like The Last of Us, I feel like is it, uh, the backdrop is the you know disaster horror movie of, of you know the the mind controlling funguses and all that stuff. But but that's not really what the story is about, and and certainly not what I played the game for or the sequel. It was a uh, it was about a, a you know a lost soul who found a surrogate daughter and all of that stuff. So 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 I, I do have a but tendency I... to skip straight to the the subtext and assume that's the real reason anybody's there. Yeah, I would just say that there's a whole genre of movies like Sleepless in Seattle and When Harry Met Sally that they would say, "Oh no, we are rom-coms. Rom-coms look and and value these things story-wise." that are not the main point at all of something like Shaun of the Dead. And it would be like saying like, oh, well, this rom-com that includes a, a creepy stalker is really a horror movie because it yeah. involves uh, a scary scene. Yeah, you're right. And, and I can totally understand, like at some point, it's like you have to take their word for it when they're claiming to be a certain thing. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. for example, Cabin in the Woods claims to be a horror movie, but is really a satirical analysis of all of the meta commentary or whatever. Uh, but also that's Tucker not and Dale versus evil claims to be a horror movie. But what yeah. it really is, is a send up of yeah. the genre or whatever. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know, the, the Cabin in the Woods example, like that's that's not subtext. I mean, that's the last act of that movie is 
the is that's, them that's actually, actually the call, text of the calling is, it is literally yeah, yeah. is literally them just abandoning any plot pretense and Joss Whedon just reads his boring film essay in front of a camera. I don't know. I I, I rather like to. I, uh, I also like. I, them. Yeah. Um, all right, we get another story. Overrated. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, if I told you, if you went to the doctor and the doctor said. Oh no, Brian! Or jumping on the bed, I say, <laughs> "Screw you, doctor! I reject your diagnosis. I demand a second opinion from my friends over at the mattress firm." That's right. This episode brought to you by the mattress firm. Tom to Clancy's the mattress firm. <laughs> doctor, I got Michael Crichton. I got the wrong one. No, it's even better if it's Tom it's Clancy's. Even better. He's yeah. like, it's like a send up of John Grisham's. <laughs> He's just like there are fourteen expat mattresses in this room. I went from Clancy to, to Crichton, and it was Grisham. Look at that, the mattress firm. They're all going to get together and each write one page. We'll see what happens. Sponsored by the mattress firm. They're going to make all the money because it's going to turn out to be like a geometric progression of how much money they make when each one contributes anything. So you both go to the doctor. Crichton's there because they harvested his DNA. All right, and I'm and the doctor exactly. has diagnosed yeah, you with a dermatoglyphia. A dermatoglyphia. Uh, does, so, that, does that I mean, mean a mole that I'm looks like a tattoo? I'm against dermatoglyphia. Uh, say a mole. What did you say, Brian? A, a mole, mole that looks, that like, looks a... like a tattoo? No. Is that that Quite. sounds like something like you would claim you have when somebody squints and says, "Is that barbed wire?" You're like, "No, I have a dermatoglyphia." A, a dermatoglyphia. No, it's, I've it's got, a I've got, I've got broitis. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and you know, that... you know it because of this Chinese character that spells broitis. Yeah, but but. That looks like three Greek characters. Are, were you in a fraternity? No, I have a dermatoglyph. No, that's my receipt oh. from the subway that I went to. It's, that's, it's, it's right. the year it's 14 BC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll notice that I have five out of seven punches on my car. Yeah. I'm about to get a free sub. <laughs> Imagine uh, that you were a, a frequent uh, a frequent customer at that buffet, and they did that. They like etched it on your skin. <laughs> And then you're about to go in for your free lunch, and, and that's that the day. volcano's going off, and you're like, "Man, there are days, and there, <laughs> there are, are days." days. <laughs> so the doctor says, "Well, uh, you can you can see you could see what 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 the what, what this manifests in on your person. Where where do you look for a dermatoglyphia? I mean, I'm guessing it's on the skin, right?" Okay, yeah, it's on the skin. That's right. Yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, so something bad that, that on narrows your skin it down. <laughs> that looks like glyph. Uh, a, a, a picture. Wait, is that? Hold on, is that a birthmark that looks like a pirate ship? No. Okay. But I think you are. I think if you are. I had in, a birthmark wait, that on. looked like a pirate yeah. ship, or the Ninta, the the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're saying. But I wait would a minute. Not have... If you did have a birthmark that looked like a pirate ship and it was on your tummy when you were hungry, would it look like it was sailing the seven seas? <laughs> make it. You make it. Uh, uh, yeah, wiggle, it would just like... be like rumbling. Yeah, you're like, man, I gotta go to the Pompeian buffet. <laughs> I'm getting famished. This <laughs> this ship is sailing. 
Yeah. Uh, you think you're famished, but you're banished. You have taken too many times from the dog bin. Yeah. So we've run out of dogs. Dog We're bin. out of dog, and you're like, I demand a refund. Give me whatever the the Pompeian currency is uh, back. And then you turn to the camera and say, life's rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else can go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> So, ah, I'll tell you. On the China, never matter before. <laughs> There's something here. <laughs> so, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, the BBC has uh, published a profile on a family uh, in Bangladesh or, or in, in India, I'm not quite sure, uh, a family that has congenital palmoplantar keratoderma, uh, which has developed into secondary a dermatoglyphia. Ooh, hold on, break that down slower. Okay. Uh, congenital. Yep. Uh, Pal- that means yeah. that means inherited from birth. Palmoplantar. Palmoplantar. Uh, I know that a planter's wart is on your toes, so I think it has something to do with uh, uh, fingers Eat. or toes. Uh, Keratoderma. Keratoderma. Oh, like, 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 fasciitis. Carat, keratonin, keratin, something that's that's hair and fingernails. So something about. <gasps> All right, I think I, I think I'm getting closer. I think you are getting very close. I think this is close to like tree man disease, where you look like. Is a this tree. like long ass fingernails and like, like, toenails? Uh, well, well, if, if no, so, but so you're far, very close. He, here's what I think. I think these are warts. Ooh, I shouldn't have looked up tree man disease. These Ooh. these are warts that go crazy and spin out of control, and you end up looking like a tree. No, I think that's a little more extreme than what we're than what we're at here. Okay. Uh, what if what if it's what if it's something foot? Maybe it's like like your your skin on your foot just grows super thick, and you've got these these comical balls at, at the end of your legs, and you just start rolling around. Uh, yeah, good answer. Lock it in. <laughs> the the the, uh, uh, the the family um uh, the the Sarker family. Uh, uh, specifically, the men in this family do not have fingerprints. <gasps> oh, a family without fingerprints, and uh, it, it is making life very difficult for them. Uh, they are not able to get driver's licenses because you need a fingerprint for that. Uh, Bangladesh has a national ID system, but you need a fingerprint for that. They had been, uh, they had managed to get a waiver through that. They still don't have a driver's license, uh, and that's tough because they use a, a motorcycle to, uh, uh, to you know, to to, to farm. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is a very tough one. Only a few families in the world have this. It has been dubbed uh, what is the what is it uh, uh, delayed immigration disease because it is it, uh, after a uh, excuse me immigration delay disease after a family who had trouble getting into the United States without fingerprints. Oh wow! Uh, so. But this is tough. I mean, think about how much we use fingerprints or other sorts of biometric data and then just not having it at all. I mean, is this something that could be solved with a prosthetic? Like, could you be issued a fingerprint from the government and they would just give you like a a, a, a stamp or something that you'd keep on you to, yeah. to be able to do a thing? You know what they could do is uh, because in and of itself, the problem is that would be a security risk because like, uh, you know, what if somebody steals your fingerprint or whatever, yeah. but what if the two finger authentication, what, what if the fingerprint that you were issued, the prosthetic was basically built by an algorithm based on, for example, your retinal 
uh, 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 record. So uh, take something that is truly unique about your body. Yeah. Reduce it to a number. Make that number go back into a fingerprint, and then it could become a prosthetic. I actually, I, I, I think it. Uh, I think you solved it, Justin. Well, I think that, that's basically how, like, like Touch ID on your phone. That's basically how that works, right? It doesn't read your fingerprint. It one part of the phone turns your fingerprint into a number, and the security chip looks for the right number. Right, right. Um, but but in a world where uh, where your thumbs don't don't work for that you know mm -hmm. you you can't open your phone with it with your thumbprint because you don't have an, a unique you know every time you touch it it gets a different number yeah. uh what, one but, of the alternatives id would work uh what one of the uh the alternatives in bangladesh that they they managed to get that national id card with is uh retinal scans and facial recognition um which uh, which helps but then you know in terms of looking at this as an accessibility problem well if you are twins you know, facial recognition. You know, we you're probably going to be able to fool facial recognition, facial recognition between the two of you. And then, I guess I don't know if retinal scans are. You know, if you have this, if two uh, twins would have the same retinal scan. I be I believe not. I I believe uh, it'll be far enough that there'll be no problem on the retinal scans. But hmm. but the face ID. Uh, we had a couple of hacker friends come in for uh, Modern Rogue episodes earlier this year, yeah. and we asked them, like, uh, what do you trust the most? And no hesitation from both of them. They're like, Face ID. Face ID is really, really hard to mess with. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, the twin problem notwithstanding and the, uh, you know, the popularity of news articles about, you know, the, the one Face ID were, hack. Right, yeah. exactly. But 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 beyond that, it seems like it's pretty good. But the weird part is, is um, none of that fixes the under duress part because there's um, uh, there's uh, three factors of identification. There's a thing you are, you know, biometrics. There's a thing you know, a password, and um, a thing you have, a, a thing you have, right? Your phone. A, a physical fob or something like that. And so, uh, weirdly, even if you're able to nail the one, a thing you are. There, now you have to work through like, hey, do you for reals want to release $10 million to this person? Or are you doing this under duress? In which case, say a different password, in which case we'll wink and send the feds your way. Um, uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, this is outside of the, you know, it seems like the Bangladeshi government ha was able to provide them an alternative. But like, for example, they can't, uh, they, they the, the men in this family cannot buy a cell phone because to get a sim card in bangladesh the companies require that you have a fingerprint so the women of the family have the all the phone accounts are in their name <laughs> oh wow sounds, so this is by pretty ideal gender? if you ask me <laughs> like, uh, it, i i think it depends on i'm not quite sure i believe it in this family it's the men but i think in some other cases it's been only the women um so there's there, it is but it is passed down right so um Apu Sakar, who is is uh, 22 in this story, like his grandfather had it, and he didn't even know, he didn't even care, because what were you using fingerprints for back in the day? Not not much. Yeah. Um. So this is this is an interesting one. I think it's a a good reminder of the importance of accessibility. Yeah. I I I. I uh, hmm. The the simplest thing is to fault the system, but. I, I think the system made fairly reasonable assumptions about human beings, like having finger, fingerprints or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's about alternatives, not saying, I don't know, everyone needs to I don't know, do like blood 
drips to unlock their phone or something. It it is one of those things where it's like ultimately <laughs> that's when I'll feel safe. Blood ID. One drip per, per open. I will always be dripping. A B D. I I definitely just watched Gattaca. <laughs> that's definitely how they get into work. <laughs> Uh, speaking of getting into work, you can help us get into work every week here on the Weird Things Podcast. If you go over to patreon.com slash weird things, throw us a buck an episode, it would mean the world. And you'll get after things uh, a couple of days early in your own easy RSS feed uh, where you'll get them both uh, both of them just easy. You don't have to do a password or a sign in in your podcast app. Uh, you get email notifications when episodes come out, all sorts of good stuff. Patreon.com slash weird things. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one last news story here: octopuses. What? What do you? Man, what? oh, these uh, at it again. Oh, octopuses. I mean, I de- I definitely watched that movie about the dude that made friends with the octopus. That was a great movie. Um, too smart. I've, I I won't eat them anymore. Also, they keep predicting who's going to win soccer championships. I mean, what do we? <laughs> might as well have them move in with us. I don't know. I always like I like the octopus uh, uh, scam fraud thing that that is because you know how those work right where they just film the octopus doing all of the options and oh then and then they release it publish whatever the right one was mm. yeah um, so uh, what what would you describe the uh, the uh, personality traits of an octopus you said you mentioned smart earlier yeah uh, I think diligent mm, uh, and I uh, tr- pure. Conniving. Uh, hardworking. What about? Um, you know, in fact, really, their biggest flaw is that they try too hard. <laughs> they love too much. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, that it, and too many tentacles. <laughs> they should have that, exactly three less. Three, Five is I've, enough. If it's enough for me, it's enough for them. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's no. about time we said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing that we have discovered is that octopuses will punch fish what oh i saw this yeah uh, octopi are the are the bully jocks of the sea they just like uh, uh th- this was a story over the the last week that apparently uh the only known uh a reason for this behavior is just because octopuses are kind of a-holes like they're so, doing so, it out so, of spite. so it's like uh, so, I mean, so part I mean, of it oh. part, part of it is um a collaborative hunting uh, uh, uh octopuses will work with smaller fish the fish will act as you know a, a, a kind of a forward line looking for prey and the octopus will go in and can reach into nooks and crannies and they will share um in a lot of the cases uh, octopuses would do this punching uh, move on other fish to make sure that uh, what do they call it? There was equity in uh, in uh, in eating the prey. Everyone got a chance to to eat. Um, but in some of the situations, like kind of Justin was saying, there's not a lot of justification why they were doing punching. I mean, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Some fish gets too close to me. I'm gonna be a bit annoyed. I'll be give it a little, you know. Kim's convenience flick to the forehead there. Well, and also it's like um, uh, uh, you got eight limbs. Like if one of them hits a fish, like that's probably not even something that you think about. You know, I don't know. Like, this like looks that, pretty that's... premeditated. It well, no, 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 no. into just... a fist and then popped him. Yeah, all right. But also, Brian, if you had three more limbs, then like you might just randomly do stuff like that. That 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 is that much less. Uh, uh, important to you 
you're 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 just dividing up your will by more limbs. Yeah. Uh yeah, unfortunately, I guess for this analog to work, it would have to be like four more mouths like to tell other people to tell each of the kids to knock it off. Knock it time. off. Hey. Don't make me come down there. Don't I'm make watching me. WW84. <laughs> I, I just thought this was really interesting. Partly the partly the fighting thing, but also the fact that octopi and and these smaller fishes will actually actually work together uh, to hunt prey in the water. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that those uh, octopi are are fascinating uh, just in general. But I I did find it very. It, it was one of those great stories that just kind of went viral uh, uh, because you could just imagine the idea of an octopus just being a jerk and punching fish. <laughs> like mm. the working together thing. Like I assume it's at something slightly less than a, than a full on like, Hey, we're going to plan. So uh, for example, um, follow, I, I'm exploring this. So please forgive me if I'm totally wrong on this. Um, it's the difference between a flash mob versus a Twitter firestorm. So like in a flash mob, Every uh, there, there's some people who come up with a plan. Everybody decides they're in on it. They all show up same place, same time. They all execute their roles as preordained. But then there's also like Twitter mobs that sort of semi-organically happen. Like they start to coalesce on their own, and then a few figures maybe maybe say the right inflammatory things to get other people all freaked out and fired up. Like I, I wonder if if the cooperation between yeah, in hunts with with fish and and uh, octopi, are uh, which which one of those it falls closer into? Yeah, uh, you know they they uh, mentioned in the paper that uh, it is a complex social network of interactions, and that the punching may be a part of partner control mechanisms to prevent exploitation and ensure collaboration. So I guess the the idea is like, hey, I've got I've got the power here. I'm going to make sure we're all eating right. Um, uh, and and fairly as as we do this partnership because I, I think for most of the fish that the octopus does work with, it, it, the octopus could probably get it too. Could probably get those too. And, and we've also seen even within human behavior, there are studies that indicate that when two humans are about to get into a fight, there's a big big difference whether or not there's an audience there. Like once there's an audience there, the humans feel trapped into escalating this 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 conflict um however they've also found that no matter how big small no matter what the gender no matter what the ethnicity no matter what the power dynamic is the moment another human comes in puts two arms out and says you two knock it off this isn't happening here whether they have the authority to do that or or don't it like 90 plus percent of the time everything diffuses and I, i wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that even interspecies, something like those laws govern, you know, uh, undersea rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we, when we think of, say, the food chain, right, you think of, like, uh, you know, it's eat, eat or be eaten. And in here, you know, the octopus is kind of exerting a more, you know, collaborative uh, and, and equal social structure where the other partners who are helping, you know, find and and, and signal out prey are, are, are still getting... Uh, still getting their due, even if they are not maybe apex uh, hunter and gatherers. Yeah, that's interesting because I wonder if part of the dynamic, because evolutionary speaking, 
you're going to drift into what works, right? Whatever gets everybody fed, everybody stays alive long enough to reproduce tends to be what everybody does. And what if, what if in this case, the octopus is the equivalent of somebody showing up wearing a referee's uniform or a security guard outfit or a police. And again, we're back to humans, but um, there have been studies where they've sent people up and down the street to just issue random commands to people like, Hey, you pick that up. You stand on the other side of that sign and all that stuff. And uh, if they're dressed, even if it's just in a sharp dress suit, uh, the compliance is much, much higher. I wonder if in a weird way, like just, you know, what you're saying the, is the octopus would or octopus world coming 2021. Uh, I, I mean, I'll sign up. I, 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 I <laughs> one eighth, one, uh, one human for every eight limbs. Uh, no, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, I guess also part of this is us trying to process how fish understand getting punched. Like, is that something that is the end of the world for them? Or is that just like, eh? Being a fish. Yeah, because like you're in sometimes water, Sometimes it's right? the tide. Sometimes you get punched by an octopus. What are you going to do? Because it doesn't look like the punch. Like, if the octopus wanted to, it is close enough to these fish that it could, I, I believe, hurt them pretty badly. But this is, you know, in, uh, you know, we're looking at some of the video here. It's just pushing them out of the way here, right? Maybe, I, I, I suppose it also might be kind of like the weird relationship between, like, uh, I don't know, border collies and sheep or whatever. You know, the, the yeah. herding. Uh, like, like if the dog wanted to, it could take out a sheep. Sheep don't want to be taken out. They also don't want to get nipped. And the dog doesn't really give a rat's ass either way on, on you know, uh, the sheep. It just wants them to all stay in a group. Yeah. So so it could be that kind of thing. That I think is is that that's the most compelling argument that I've heard so far. Like the idea that it's like, all right, no, we are cooperative here, but in the animal kingdom, that doesn't happen by way of everybody's feelings being heard and and then everybody walking in the same direction. In the animal kingdom, there is an element of, you know, a little physical brutality, but it's not the fish, you know, it's not the octopus like I was bleeding in the fish in half or anything, yeah. right? It's just Bap, get out of here. Come on. We're trying to hunt. Mama octopus on the move, see? Not to yeah. mention, you're talking about two completely different species of animals. I mean, it's not like they, like the, the way that they work in this hunting is that the fish kind of gives a little signal, but it's not like the octopus and the fish are talking. It's not like they have, you know, vo vocal dialogue. He just has to say, hey, you're done now. Here you go. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little nip. Well, and, and uh, I suppose in my mind, I'm thinking of it like a kind of a, a segmented brain where it's like each section of the brain is like, all I know is fish belong in a circle. You don't look like you're in a circle to me. Pop, pop. And then the fish is like, all I know is uh, food happens at the end of this. So if you're going to if you're going to be punching, I don't want to be near you, bro. And then, <laughs> and then off they go. Hey, I'm a fish over I'm here. I'm a fish. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> They call me King Calamari. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know what? That, that'll do it for weird things today. We're gonna we're gonna keep it a little shorter this week so we can get into uh, after things. I, I will give a, a real quick pick. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, holds up. It's great. You should watch it. Uh, I tricked my kids into watching it. They enjoyed it. I was really really surprised that the Rotten Tomatoes ratings were as low as they were. I think it was sixty percent. I'm um, looking at IMDb 6.5. None of that is merited. It's a fine, I, I suspect that a lot of it has 
not aged well because we've become more obsessed with the tabloid aspect of that relationship between the two principal actors. But I will say that all the action set pieces are great. The idea of taking the emotional difficulties of a marriage and fusing them with the action difficulties, certainly a lot better than True Lies. Uh, True Lies because it's weirdly about Arnold Schwarzenegger teasing uh, uh, the yogurt lady. Um, it's uh, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Smith is, is, is a fine movie. Nice. And it is a rom-com, yes. That is. That, yes. that, is, that is a rom-com. An action oh, rom-com. Oh, you wouldn't call it an action movie. I see. All right. Hey, uh, I'm fishing over here. <laughs> no, that, that's, yeah. Because the, the point of that movie is that there are action scenes amidst a romantic comedy. Um, yeah. God, I watched a bunch of stuff over the weekend. What are we going to settle on? Oh, and... Oh, I know what I'll pick. I do. I, I think uh, I know what you're about to pick because I want to hear about it. Uh, the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Too. So, so, so I did not know that that was going to be in your life. Uh, yeah. Well, Ashley asked me what I wanted, and I was like, "Well, now that's something that I probably wouldn't buy for myself, or I keep thinking that I'm going to buy for myself, and then I don't. And so it's like, all right, if we just make the call, then the call is to be made. Let me tell you." This thing is the truth. Nobody else has said this on this show, and uh, I'm going to fully uh, uh, take credit for all of it. Um, it's not the 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 graphical power of the Vive, but boy, does it just open up a whole world when you're just slapping that some bitch on your head and going right into playing. Um. It's uh, 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 exceptional hardware, um, easy to charge, easy to start up. Uh, the game so far, I've not had a game where I was just like, oh, this is garbage. And, and part of it is the fact that I kind of skipped about, you know, two years of game development because the vibe is just, you know, we wound up using this space for something else. And that is another benefit of, of Oculus is that just clear out something in your living room for right now. You don't got to. You put up light anything and... to your to your whatever's or like you just put it there you draw out your area that you're allowed to walk and boom you're in the world uh the games so far uh that i really spent a lot of time with obviously beat saber but um oh geez what was the 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 gun one it's Autica. basically like Nope. What was that? Uh, I, I, the Autica or the the one where you're killing people and moving uh forward the one you're killing people and moving forward. Oh, that yeah, one that was Andrew's, uh, uh, Andrew's pick last week, I believe. Not super hot. It, it's the no, one. It's, it's it's done. It's it's kind of a rhythm game, but you're murdering people. Rhythm murder. That's what it's called. Yeah, I think it might be rhythm murder. Rhythm murder. No, it's jeez. Oh, it's something murder back. beats. Pistol back. Pistol whip. Uh, pistol whip. That's it. Yep. Yes. There you go. Pistol whip. Um, pistol whip is great. Super fun. Uh, 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 and, and, and just a great, uh, a great sh- sign of where these kinds of games are. And then also it's like, and this is the thing that I'm, I'm sort of most excited about is that it really makes sort of networking easy. And there's a great mini golf game that, uh, it's super easy to play with all your friends. And I'm just excited to do that, <laughs> nice. uh, uh, to, and, and, and it's, just that much easier. Oh, also, a uh, uh, thrill of the fight I also got, and I was not ready for exactly how much I would sweat through my shirt playing 
this game because you're just brought into it. And, and next thing you know, you're punching and dodging and, and doing all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, so far, so good. Uh, nobody warned us, and I'm the first to confirm it. Uh, <laughs> Oculus Quest 2 is good. Nice. Uh, I got a pick. Uh, this is one of the many movies that came out on on Christmas. Uh, I I think there's a little there's a there's a there's a little bit of a conversation going on about it, but I think uh, I think overall it was a a, a really fun, uh, nice emotional uh, trip. It is Disney Pixar's Soul on Disney Plus. I I think this is great. You know, we talked on Cord Killers a little bit. Uh, I don't know, maybe a, a few maybe a month or so ago. That like the trailer for this movie did not really tell you anything about what is going on in this movie, right? You know that this guy dies and he wants to get back into his body. Um, I think that's because the, some of the main strokes in this movie, if you saw them in the trailer, you would go, "Oh wow, that's really <laughs> you're just really doing this kind of story now, Pixar." Um, but it it ends up being being kind of sweet. I think if you are someone who likes say parks and rec or upload or something i think i think it's it's fun it has a a few little it it makes some some you know uh world building decisions on uh what the afterlife is or or well not necessarily afterlife but but pre-life really um and the 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 existence between the physical world and uh uh you know a meta world uh, but I, I think it's great. It's really well done. It's Pixar, so it looks it looks beautiful, and the the, the performances are great. I, I think it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's on Disney Plus, so uh, there's really like not a lot to lose by watching it. Also, it's only like an hour and a half long. It's not two and a half hours long. Thank God for that. So, uh, <laughs> and yet you managed to cry five times <laughs> at a Pompeian buffet. It's insane. Ah. So uh, that's that's my pick. Soul. Um, yeah, it, it seemed. Uh, 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 Film discourse was back over the holiday season. A lot of talk about soul and a lot of talk about the movie. We're going to spend uh, chatting about and after things, but it was actually kind of cool. I, I like, I was like, Oh look, this is people talking about movies on the internet. Uh, uh, uh what, what, a what, a movies what an amazing back. thing. Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, longtime fans who are watching cord killers and spoiler in time, we do our end of the year discussion or whatever, where Killies. we did our retrospective on 2020. I was shocked at how much really good content there was to talk about in a world where movies just kind of, you know, went away for the majority of the year, just didn't yeah. exist. And, and I think like, the experience of seeing Soul and the the other movie we'll talk about in After Things, you know, seeing these big, expensive, big budget movies at home, like it was nice. And I think that like, you know, this is maybe what the movie studios don't want is for people to think, oh wow, actually staying home is 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 actually like pretty good for for most of the time. You can pause and you can turn subtitles on. Um, but then you get into a lot more complicated conversations about yeah. it. But uh, but I think it's it's it it was really interesting just to have. Just to have, especially like this all happened on one day, just this experience of, wow, I just watched like three huge feature films at home and it cost me as much as I was already paying for these services. So, uh, movies, ghosts, movies, stay home and see Look at hot em. take. They're going crazy. All right. Well, you know, uh, that's going to do it here for weird things. Uh, thank you for Brian and Justin. Uh, thank you to Andrew, who's out there. Thank you for a good 2020, everybody. We'll be back in 2021 with more stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been weird. Gosh darn right it is. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.